0: Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today we are joined by Roberts, uh, tech manager over at Zephyr, uh, Pedro, engineer manager over at Volvo, and last but not least, Oleg, engineer manager via Bolt. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordic's managing director here at Evolution. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Today we are discussing the developer to manager and their experiences and what they recommend at the same time. But before we go into any any deeper, let's do a round of introductions. Robert, can you kick us off, please? Yes. Hello. Thanks
1: uh, for uh, inviting me. My name is Robert. I started my developer background in 2006 at a company called SunGuard, where I was building financial trading software um, and also had a bit of leadership uh, opportunities. Um, and eventually, I moved over to uh, Toby Technology, an eye tracking company, uh, where I built uh, eye tracking software. And also had uh, some team lead role and technical PM, PO roles as well. Um, and at a later point in 2015, I started at a small consultancy company called Dynamo, uh, where I started as a technical PM, PO um, for some app development projects. Um, eventually, I moved over to a CTO role, uh, where I had both uh, delivery responsibility, but also a lot of personnel uh, management, uh, recruiting and uh, developing teams and people. And, and finally, in 2020, I moved over to, to iSettle or Settle, uh, which is uh, now kind of owned by PayPal. So we're, we're more and more PayPal nowadays. Um, so my role is tech manager or we're, we, we changed the name recently to engineer manager um so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing now. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate you jumping on, on the podcast, Pastor Robert. Really great background that yeah, you've got there. And um, moving on, on to the next person, Pedro, do you mind to introduce
2: yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for the invite. Um, what can I say about me? So, I started my developer journey uh, within game development. I did that for a very short time and I eventually made the jump to mobile development around 2011 when it was uh, gaining a lot of traction. Um, that led me to move into Sweden in 2014 to join a startup uh, that uh, gave me a, an opportunity to to work here and uh, get to know more about the, the Swedish tech uh, industry. Um, since then I've been mainly working at startups with uh, also a stint in uh, Spotify where I worked uh, back in 2018 uh, but it wasn't until 2019 when I joined the uh, um a Swedish company in the uh, sport fishing area uh, industry uh, it wasn't until then that I started uh, my my path as a as an engineer uh, engineer manager sorry uh, so that's where i got the first opportunity to to get my hands uh, dirty of that field and uh, that was four years ago now and uh, I very recently i joined uh, volvo cars where i'm working as an engineering manager on the mobile experience uh, cluster uh, which is uh, called internally but it's basically the uh, area of the company that is uh responsible for delivering a good uh mobile experience for the Volvo Cars app. Um yeah that's me. Well, thank you
0: very
3: much Pedro again. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. Um Oleg, welcome to you. Thank you guys. Thank you for the invite to the podcast. Um uh, is my background that like I actually started like mobile development like 12 years ago. I actually bought the first iPad and I was so excited that I'm going to be super rich doing like uh, easy app. But anyway, like I actually enjoyed the experience uh, building the app. So first few years I've been like in an outsource company, you know, working in an outsource company. You can learn a lot of different technologies because you are working from you know, on different projects like bank, travel industry and so on. Uh, then I decided to move to like uh, Tugis, it's like map provider, and I've been working on like in a search u- user interface uh, team. Then decided to enjoy a little bit kind of hot weather, moved to Bangkok, and company called like Agoda, yeah. So it was a cool experience. I was working as a senior developer on like business division Agoda Homes. So I kind of accommodation, private accommodation. Uh, so uh, and but I decided that anyway, I prefer cold weather and moved back to Estonia. So right now in working in the ball, uh, like looking back like five years. Uh, so essentially I joined the ball been a senior uh, iOS developer but since that time company has grown significantly uh, and I was able like to manage people and the team different teams. like product team uh, only iOS team only and like cross-functional teams where you have iOS and Android developers and backend one also was able to lead a little bit platform team. Just to build great uh, tooling for mobile developers, and right now working on kind of main uh, uh, main funnel and um, like active ride experience. Since we are like ride hailing company, we like you can kind of sense my uh, team once you book the order. That's All right. right. Awesome, awesome, awesome experience, the chaps. Now. I
0: believe it or not, you've all had experience with developments. and um, You've all rose from the, the ranks, as they say, and jumped down the management route. So that's what we're here today to discuss: understanding, is it for everyone? What, what are the opportunities there? When did you know it was the right thing? So, talking about, a lot about identification, what's happening in the modern times, and what does it actually mean to be an engineer manager as well? So these are the sort of questions that more likely float around over the next half an hour and um, two hours. Now, what I want to do is I'll start off with Robert's question. Uh, Robert, you came to me and said, oh, we want to talk about when did you feel like you wanted to become an engineer and manager and how do you identify future engineer managers? Fantastic question to start us off and a fantastic question to bring into the panel today. Can you just tell us a little bit more for us and a bit of your background as well? Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, I, I, I guess,
1: you know, the audience uh, of this um, podcast is you know both uh, experienced uh, managers but also aspiring managers. so it will be a bit good to hear some experience from Oleg and Pedro like um, when when you felt that you wanted to to become a manager I can I can say for myself that i I, I didn't want I didn't want to work with people like in in the beginning of my career. I, I thought like no I, I'm gonna stay away from people. I mean that's people are complicated. I'm gonna work with with computers. That, that's easy. That's logical. Uh, but after a while, I, I figured out that uh, it's kind of I kind of like to work with with people. And uh, in the beginning, I also didn't see myself as a as a you know leader or manager. i you know, being you know introvert from the beginning and you know not not fitting into that uh, uh, manager uh, role model. But yeah, after a while, I, I figured like uh, yeah, I can. I have I had quite good communication skills and I'm I'm quite good with people so uh, yeah I can do this and uh, yeah so it's been it's been going well um so yeah so Pedro did you have any specific uh, epiphany when you wanted to go on the manager route um
2: it's it was um it was a bit uh, of a winding road um in my case I had the notion that I wanted to work uh, with mentorship and coaching because I really enjoyed working with more uh, junior engineers and uh, seeing them grow and eventually bloom into experienced engineers. I think one of my main inspirations was uh, one of my first managers, or or I have to say like my first good manager, (laughs) there you go, Um, that basically taught me uh, the importance of generating a safe space for someone who is new uh, Safe space for them to fail um, and learn from the failure, uh, and uh, you know, like uh, fall down and get back up again. Sort of like a child uh, learns how to how to walk. Um, and I uh, and the way that he saw uh, software development in general, like as a craft, as something to be cared for. Uh, all of those things really inspired me, and I, I kind of wanted to transmit the same to other people that I encounter along the way, um, but I didn't really have the mandate to do that. So it was a lot of, um, how do you say, um, improvisation going on and, and mentor- mentoring, and uh, it became to me really clear that that's what I wanted to continue doing forward. And, and then I realized that I really had to uh, pursue an opportunity uh, for someone to give me the opportunity of, uh, of having that mandate, right? To, for that to become my role. And then it was quite difficult because once you are uh, coding and once you become a senior uh, engineer, then people tend to think that you're more valuable if you're sitting down and, and churning out code. Um, and they don't really see the point. Why would you want to code less um, and you know, like work more with people um, and be like a glorified HR? So that was <laughs> um, those were existential questions for me as well. Like, why would I want to do this? Uh, maybe they're right. So there was a lot of like a, a inner monologue for sure uh, before I decided. Okay, I now just need to seriously push for, for a change. So that that's how it happened. Um I don't know how it was for Oleg.
3: Uh yeah, like I, I guess like I'm a little bit in having I have another a little bit background. So essentially in the company where I work right now, like uh we have a team structure, like product manager, engineering manager, and developers and QA with designer. So essentially, like for us, like engineering manager position is kind of and product manager position is kind of I don't know, husband and wife, brother and sister. So essentially, you're working very closely to to each other. And like uh, why I decided actually like kind of become an engineering manager for me, it was like opportunity to influence more on product decision. Maybe in some cases especially because, like, you're working closely with the product guys, like, product engine managers, and they actually, like, sometimes gives you kind of a great idea, but then you can transform this great idea into exact code. You can, uh, like, uh, gather all the engineers and give them, like, kind of power to decide what the best technical solution can be, and then you actually taking back those things and explain uh, what's exactly gonna be done for particular features that actually been requested by product manager so essentially i kind of enjoy this like kind of being intermediate between like product organization and engineering organization and to connect those like two different part of uh I can of well, business because sometimes i feel that like they speak different languages like uh, product obviously like impact driven like what value you deliver for the business at the same time engineering like let's code let's have something like fun uh let's actually like develop new technology and so on so i was inspired to be some kind of translator between product organization and engineering organization and i still enjoy this one that's actually one of the main reasons uh that i think drive me to become engineering manager um well, yeah, it was but,
0: What about you, Robert? What, what was your driver, would you say?
3: Um
0: yeah, I mean, I, I uh, plus
1: one to Pedro about uh, you know uh, inspiration from other managers. I am also thinking back on on my first job where I had a where I had a good manager who kind of you know you felt listened to and, and I was, I was it was like uh, I could say that I know I think this is interesting what I'm doing now but I mean that team over there and what they're doing that's also interesting like and and he was always open for me to try out new things and work with new things and as I said also go visit customers and and learn from that experience Um, so that's um, yeah like um, good good inspiration like um, and uh, yeah yeah exactly after a while I mean uh, after Doing a lot of customer communication, like fast forwarding a few years more. Um, I felt that it's, um, um, I mean, b- having a, a, a developer mindset myself, it's it's easier to communicate with other developers than with, with customers sometimes. Uh, so it's kind of less frustrating. Uh, and um, I think I, I can also um, yeah, give. Um, yeah, I can I can help um, you know build build the next generation of of really good developers, but also uh, future managers. I mean, that's also part of my job is to identify these new uh, future leaders. So that that's kind of what brings me to the next question. If I'm if I'm if it's okay, because um, we're yeah at at uh, Settle or PayPal here, we're we're in the stage of uh, you know. Growing our engineering leadership um, uh, skills within the company. And we also have been identifying some new engineering leaders uh, and like future managers. Um, so I was wondering if you have any, if um, Pedro or Oleg, do you have any um, experience of that? Like uh, when you want to grow the organization and assign a few new engineering managers, how
2: do you identify these, uh, these people?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, if, um, if you have a healthy team, you know that it's uh, going through the stages of uh, high performance, um, uh, naturally, uh, some people will surface out of that process as uh, taking a bit more responsibility than others um, and doing it in a way which at the same time feels very inclusive. And very um, open and transparent in terms of communication. But I think the qualities that you're definitely looking for is, of course, like strong people skills and communication skills because that's uh, uh, the, the bread and butter of of the work. Because uh, you you will be having uh, one on ones with uh, with your engineers. Uh, you will be um, trying to manage uh, conflict, you know, I think you need a lot of empathy as well, um, because you need to position yourself in the, in the shoes of the of the other person. Sometimes you need to facilitate that for others as well. When you're resolving conflict, for example, uh, you need to play a bit of like devil's advocate at times. Um, but on the other hand, like uh, it's, I think it's really important to, to have strong technical skills because at the end of the day, uh, if you're talking about engineering teams, it's it's all about the delivery. And since you are accountable for the delivery, um, then as an individual, you need to have a, a strong sense of, uh, you know, like uh, uh, how to slice up a problem, how to estimate uh, accurately or as accurately as possible, understand like uh, trade-offs, um, so uh, it's it's a lot of the things that you acquire when you become a senior engineering manager. That's what I, why I think that it's it's very hard to go from like uh, I don't know like a junior engineering role directly to to engineering manager uh, because you you have to develop these uh, skills that are uh, related more to like the senior uh, engineer um, before you move on to to managing engineers, uh, so yeah, again to reiterate, like I, I think they need to be have a high level uh, of seniority, and they need to have a strong people skills and definitely strong communication skills and uh, some uh, some uh, conflict management uh, skills as well. And the the cool thing is that there th- those are a lot of things that you can learn. Um, uh, you could argue that the strong people skills might not be something you can uh, just uh, learn from books uh, but definitely communication and uh, conflict management and all these other sub skills I, I think there you can learn uh, just through uh, like good, good courses and and especially uh, through good coaching like if you have a great um, manager yourself uh, he can teach you those things and he can put you in situations where you will learn uh, by doing. So that's that's my take. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Oleg.
3: Th- yeah. I can like subscribe under anything what uh, Petra said, <laughs> uh, but like from my side, I, yeah, I would like to maybe add that like um, w- what procedure for example I use inside my team how to determine that person is very good for for example for becoming engineering manager and in our company we have this like kind of pattern where for example feature leads and with like somebody assigned for some project and essentially he is entitled to drive delivery of this project what it means, for example, we have a small team like mobile, like iOS, Android, and backend engineer, and we're doing feature A, and, for example, we assign a uh, feature lead that should drive the feature. So, essentially, feature lead kind of proactively, like, ask questions, like, uh, go to another person, uh, like, remind them what needs to be done for the feature, like, and during this process, he shows, like, kind of, his communication skills with another like uh, team parties uh during this process like uh, sometimes a potential candidate for em position uh can show like his productivity when they, he suggests some kind of solution sometimes it's like good uh, like chance for like even for conflict resolutions because for example sometimes you know like Usually happens between backend engineers and frontend engineers. They have to agree on the API contract, and this is like where it like a lot of problems comes. And this is actually good. I don't know, like uh, indication for me if person can handle and properly manage feature, just single feature, and with uh, like when he works with another part, it's like one of the signs that he can. Become eventually engineering manager, and but everything rest remains the same as Pedro said, like empathy to the people, like being able to communicate, and like uh, solve like uh, problems with another parties. So this is my take on it.
2: Yeah, I would say that just add that uh, if you see someone in your team that gets excited when there's conflict happening. That's a uh, that's a good uh, indication. Uh, if it somehow gets very frustrated, maybe it's not the, <laughs> not the best candidate. Uh, but yeah, if you see someone like excited and like uh, trying to find the common ground between teammates and that kind of stuff, it's good. So,
0: Robert, what would you say are your identifying factors when look future managers?
1: Yeah, so we we here at PayPal, uh, we had we were lucky. We had a set of like uh, tech lead uh, people that were already kind of in a, a semi uh, lead or kind of in a in a lead position. Uh, so basically, um, the if there was a tech lead in the team that is interested in the like EM route, you know, then uh, you know we're, we're going. We have this uh, like six month, uh, let's say. Training program or coaching program is actually ongoing right now, so we, we we have some sessions now and then, like uh, supported by HR. Um, but yeah, that's how we how we identify them. We we you know talk to talk to uh, tech leads and saying, hey, do you want to become EM instead uh, and do more. It will require you to learn these and these and these skills, but we'll will help you during the way. But yeah, it has to be there has to be motivation to you know, work more with people and less with code. Uh, even though you know delivery responsibility will, will still be there.
0: Okay. And obviously each of you have given some really valid points about what what what's looked for. But do you remember when you were an individual contributor do you remember sitting there thinking, oh, I want to be an engineering manager? And do you remember doing them points? Or did you think it came more naturally to yourselves? And this goes to, to everyone here.
2: Mm, I think uh, it's, in a way, it's uh, a problem that I had per- personally was that for me, the role of a, the engineering manager was not very clear. And actually, uh, it's quite recent. If you think about it, like uh, when I started, my career uh, even the product manager role seemed a bit uh, uh strange and foreign uh it was all about uh, project management you know like and scrum methodologies and and um the the notion of what i wanted to do was sort of clear you know like i wanted to work with people i want to help them grow I want to remove blockers for them I want to have uh, uh, a responsibility for for delivering the end product uh, and, and those those are all things that are now known as like the role of the engineering manager but but back then uh, there was not such a thing so but I think like a lot of people fall into the role by accident Some people love it and they feel very lucky that that uh, happened, Uh, but some people also hate it, uh, and that is fine as well, Uh, because it's important to understand that once you go on that management track, it becomes like it's like a it's like a big pivot outside of the uh, the track of an individual contributor, right? Because uh, after senior engineering, you you can go into like the staff engineer you know like principal engineer after that uh but but manager uh, track is is really like a like a left turn i would say um so i think uh you like the best thing that i would do for people who are interested uh in the in the track is to give them the opportunity to do a trial run you know and uh, it's really interesting what oleg brought up around the feature lead um concept uh, that allows people to get their hands dirty as i said before uh, uh, and see uh, if they are uh, capable of it if, if they have interest in developing that further uh, it gives uh, an opportunity for them to maybe step uh, back from you know like coding uh, and doing like uh, a bit of uh, more of the people stuff um, and uh, see how they feel about that. If they're like, this is not for me, then they can always go back to, to the other track um, because it's, it's, a, it's a really big commitment. And I think that's really important to, to the people who haven't made that jump. It's very important for them to know that uh, once you go down this path, of course, you can always go back uh into the individual contributor track um but but it is a big commitment because you suddenly hold a lot of responsibility on, on the people that you you have in your team uh and that you're responsible for uh as, as, as you as yeah it's a bit redundant but like yeah, you the responsibility is is huge um and you suddenly become responsible for their growth, right? So you, it's kind of like a watering a plant. If you have one plant uh, in your apartment that you water, that's easy. But uh, if your team grows to eight engineers, that's like having eight plants in your apartment that you need to be constantly, continuously caring for. Um, and that's going to eventually drive you away from coding. Um, if, if you have like a really high-performing team, then uh, you might be able to go back to to coding. Uh, not uh, entirely to what you were used to, probably. Uh, but when you first uh, start a team or when you first join a team, there's going to be a lot of heavy lifting that's needed. Um, so yeah okay so, yeah the thing we went a bit on a bit of
0: a tangent there towards to, to your question really pedro yeah. you, your Pedro is going into into the depth of what it means to be an engineer manager and i don't know it's a little bit different for various companies but what's the more generic and each of you from very different backgrounds would be interested to see what, what what it means to be an engineer manager to yourselves and also the career pathway which you also touched on there as well so what i'll do then i'll, I'll come over to robert and how would you summarize being an engineering manager? What what would you, if you could describe to someone that doesn't know anything about tech, how would you describe it? uh, Yeah, I mean, as as
1: you say, it depends on different companies. I tried to write write down, um, like, a generic (laughs) description. Um, I mean, this is not, yeah, I I wrote, like, responsible of creating an environment where people can grow and teams are empowered to work in an optimal way to create value for customers. I know it's a lot of buzzwords, uh, but that's,
0: like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks that's... like a chat GDP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really like a tree manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, like how, how would you describe it?
3: Well, like, actually, like, uh, as I said, me like, for me, it's like kind of being intermediate between the product organization and like kind of engineering, at least to my company. Well, so essentially what I do is actually like, translate product requirement in the technicals is what's actually it means and then back and sometimes for example I've solved like a lot of sometimes problems like for example analytics is broken yes and for example it's very hard to find what's broken and use engineering mentioned trying to understand what product would like to see and what engineering can show you and then connect those parts. So, for me, engineering manager position is actually take care of, of everything that's going on inside your team, help everybody, and like trying to see the problems once they arise and proactively solve those. It can be a lot of problems, like people problems, like something missing, like some team logs have some processes, like maybe you need to introduce Scrum or whatever. Uh, like, maybe some other problems, I don't know, like, slow releases, and you need to pay attention there. Like, uh, I don't know, some other problems, and essentially, like, firefighters.
0: <laughs>
3: okay, interesting.
0: And what about you, Pedro? What are your overall thoughts? If you could summarize it in maybe two sentences.
2: Yeah. It's hard in two sentences, but... I, I can use maybe like an analogy that I heard from uh, someone in a, in a meeting recently that was very good. Uh, if you think about the the team as a as a factory, um, is the role of the engineering manager that the factory delivers the goods that is expected of uh, in time. Uh, but I think one key component is uh, that the engineering manager is also responsible for. The, the happiness within the factory um, the health of the employees working in the factory essentially um, because you can have an end, you can have an output uh, that is delivered on time but in the process maybe 10 people in the factory burned out one uh, died in a tragic accident because there were not the safety measures and you know what I mean it's so I think like uh, the balance between delivering things, uh, on time and having the outcome, uh, but at the same time having that health and um, happiness in the team. Uh, those two things together are what uh, makes uh, the role.
0: Okay, well, fantastic. A bit of dark analogy, but I like it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, actually, like better. I, I have to say, very good, uh, like example, and I really like it. Like as a factory, indeed, sometimes you are a factory, and you need to take care of everything.
1: Mm. Yeah, I like, sorry, I, li- I like the, you know, um, I like the plant analogy better. And uh, the organic uh, <laughs> team has an organic um, uh, thing where the team, um, I mean, the, the best thing you can do is to help the team to, and you know, not all, do all the firefighting yourself, because you will be a bottleneck and you will also burn out in the end. But, you know, help the team to be, to build up their own resistance towards uh, Out out outside threats, for example, uh, so that the team can do their own uh, firefighting. And um, but yeah, uh, more kind of growing, growing to to a more uh, powerful ecosystem.
0: (laughs) And I know Pedro, one of the things that you wanted to talk about was what's the career pathway and also talking about coding and I'll let you sort of take over from
2: here. What, what do you want to learn about this? Where, where do you want to go with this? With a question around uh, coding. So I uh, I think uh, one of the hardest things, uh, at least it was for me uh, and took me a very long time, is to come to terms with the fact that I would not be coding as much as I used to. Um, that is something that I would have wanted to know before I went into this path. Um, uh, but uh, definitely, it's, it's something that uh, you, you struggle with. And if you cannot uh, compromise, uh, you risk going into micromanagement, right? Because you're, you're used to being in the, in the driving seat uh, for, for your feature uh, and contributing to the code uh, for what you're about to release. Um, and if you are not able to step back, uh, then uh, you risk uh, trying to gain control by micromanaging the person that is now sitting on the the driving seat, right? So it's like they're driving, but I'm giving them all the directions, uh, and you want to avoid that at all costs. Um, so I think that that's like the, um, what people can expect when when they go into the the management path. Um, is, and, and we discussed it briefly, like, is it possible to go back? To that driving seat and and lose the responsibilities and just I think I think it is uh, I think the longer that you are a manager the hardest it is because technology moves so fast I think like after being uh, more than four years a manager myself if I went back to IC right now I would it would probably take me uh, at least uh, six months of just like catching up or even more just catching up. So that I can deliver as a senior um, engineering manager or a staff. So it is possible, but it takes the longer that you the time goes on, the, the harder the harder it becomes.
1: Okay, you would like to take the floor here, Robert? Yeah, I can just mention about coding as an EM. I think uh, I mean I, I think it's different if you if you if you've been a developer and then moving into an, an EM in the same team. I think it's it's hard to let go of you know you can to let go of coding right away it makes sense that you know stay and and take care of your your stuff um but in my case i've been always uh, or i never i never did that kind of transition i kind of moved into new company and then i didn't have any kind of any um, uh yeah i wasn't expected to to do any coding from the beginning um uh, but however I, I you know talking about empathy uh, earlier um that you mentioned being if yeah, I felt I needed to, you know, get on top of the, uh, the the tools and the, you know, development environments. For example, I, I went into this uh, app development company. I never, I never worked with like any iOS development, so I, know I, I just, you know, set up everything on my computer and, you know, did some, helped out in, you know, fixing some bugs here and there. But it was not so much about delivery; it was more from my learning and and uh, getting getting on top of you know getting to know the terminology and and all that so yeah it's good to know uh know about the code know about some kind of best practices uh, uh, but uh, if you have a high you know if you have a, a working team you shouldn't uh, have to do much coding yourself uh however if if uh, the team is very junior maybe or if it's in a startup situation um yeah it's uh, it could be good for for an em to you know do do a lot of coding to kind of show show the way but eventually you want to you don't want to make yourself be the bottleneck so you want to you know teach mentor other people so they can eventually take over the, those driving seats and yeah, feature leads or whatever yeah
3: thanks i remember my like first days of being an engineering manager and i decided worry oh, oh i need to refactor this model it's huge one it's going to be really massive impact and i started uh, it was one of the worst decisions that I've done. Actually, I I finished the refactoring, but then like like looking for a long term perspective, it was like horrible. Then guys were kind of maintaining it, like fixing the bugs and so on and so on. So and after it, I actually realized that essentially extension like engineering manager position, yes, you have to know like kind of how everything works, like basic definition, but eventually you're not coding almost at all. Maybe as a hobby, like late night, you can contribute something, but on daily basis, it's very complicated.
0: Okay, it is always interesting to see what people do. Thing that what should engineer, engineer manager do? Should they still, still coach? Should they not? It's, it's always a different perspective, and you sometimes hear about these maybe positions that are out there that it's an engineer manager, but it's so percent coding, but it's 30% people management. Guaranteed it doesn't last that long as that percentage, <laughs> um, as it always takes over as the manager. Um, what we'll do then chaps we'll move on to Oleg's question. Um Oleg we're going into more of the modern times and it's looking at looking at engagements of developers and desire to go down the middle management track. What is that you, you want to get out of these sort of questions here?
3: Um actually like I'm like thinking about uh, current you know, situation and looking at our engineers and like like around actually IT, what's happening and so basically, I'm looking at the engagement of those engineers, and like uh, I'm trying to understand where they would like to become, essentially managers, become because like uh, in some sense, like engineering manager is less secure job. I mean, like for example, for you know, like software developer, much easier to find the job. And uh, because like there are more open position and especially about like, when you're looking for engineering manager, it's more complicated, like it takes uh, like longer time to find some kind of job. And what's actually, guys, your feeling maybe in your team, like how proactive people are looking to become engineering manager and would like to take some kind of responsibilities of engineering managers?
2: I can I can say that um it's it's. um I, I think I see where you're getting at with the question because uh, I've, I've started hearing this discourse around the uh, uh, you know like this all these tech companies at the moment cutting down their middle managers uh, to increase efficiency and uh, that to me just sounds like so uh, bad and detrimental um, because. Is not really looking at the fact that if, if their middle management or like let's say their engineering managers um, are are the problem and are the ones who need to be let go to increase efficiency, um, th- then uh, your whole uh, view on the role is completely wrong uh, because uh, engineering managers are like the their uh, success is measured by the efficiency. Uh, in their team thread right? uh, so you either hire the wrong people or you didn't give them the right tools or or you just uh, uh, you're you just uh, saying these things uh to i don't know sound good in the news but uh definitely it's uh, at the moment the current climate it's uh, is trickier to find uh, uh, roles uh, for engineering management uh and it's uh, always more secure to be an individual contributor. Um, to this day, like I get approached about uh, um, development jobs, like uh, as an as an IC, even though like my my CV, my LinkedIn, and everything says that I'm an engineering manager. So I mean, it's comforting to know that uh, if, if uh, push comes to shove, and I'm, I find myself uh, in a situation where I need to um, uh, pivot back into the, that track that, it, that there are jobs there, um, but the positive thing in my is in, in my experience is that uh, in my team currently, like uh, it hasn't kept uh, some of my engineers from being interested in the role. Um, uh, they they are uh, and we're actually working together uh, at Volvo cars we have uh, something similar to what Robert described uh, like uh, basically um support for people that want to go into the leadership uh, and the engineering management uh, track and uh, and I'm working together with them and that this is not something that they uh, they have brought up like concerns over <laughs> their job security so um, that's a good thing, but there's still people out there interested in it. You want
1: to do the same, uh, Robert? About you? Um, yeah, I think um, I mean I had you know, we talked about modern times. and like you know it's always trends back and forth, um, and uh, yeah, as, as you said, uh, Peru. It's uh, yeah, right now it's it's a lot of so, some some uh, companies are cutting cutting down, and you know. Uh, reducing admin persons so I think it 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 makes sense to I mean uh, that I mean as long as the EM is also kind of involved in the in the delivery it's you know clear that um uh, it's, yeah it's clear that you kind of have show value but you know if you become too much uh, admin person you know it's, it's easy to it's, it can be a bit risky to get into that bucket mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and uh, what what else? I was I was thinking a bit. You know, you mentioned ChatGPT and and AI and all that. <laughs> you know, I, AI will eventually replace some people. So, well, I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, uh, are and are developers or or engineering managers easier to replace by AI?
0: This is a rabbit hole and a half. I'm interested to see where this goes here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for hijacking the question. <laughs> no, it's good.
2: Um, I mean, when you're when you're dealing with people uh, an AI, at least until now, it's not uh, uh, is not really equipped to deal with people because uh, I don't think I have led uh, an engineer that was uh, the same as, as, the, as the next one. Um, so just like uh, people, like engineers, come in different uh, sizes, shapes, flavors. Um, so there, for me, that's one of the most attractive things about the the role is that uh, you never know what you're gonna find out when you come into a new team. It's like opening like a, a box of surprises, and and uh, and and you never get the same twice, you know. Uh, so I don't think that. It, at least from from my side, I, I don't think that uh, we're easily replaceable. And at the same time, uh, I, I think that in modern times, if we're talking about like uh, uh, like this this uh, modern current times, um, team collaboration has become uh, more and more important. And and you see, like the most successful companies are the ones that have managed to to nail the collaboration aspect of software development. And and the dinosaurs, uh, the the ones. The companies that are fading out are the ones that didn't catch up uh, in terms of the processes um, and that didn't manage to empower their teams uh, to deliver and uh, not just deliver software the software but deliver good quality software and, and quickly right so i i think that we're gonna be fine in that aspect and uh, both managers and and engineers um that's my yeah, I hope at least. <laughs> Thank you for being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, actually, like, my take on this one, is, anyway, like, sometimes I push developers anyway to try out some kind of basic things from being, like, management because it's very good for coaching and, like, for the future like, to develop some kind of social skills to speak with people. Like, try something new, like, anyway, maybe you never gonna become EM, but essentially, like, any new learning that you have will benefit your career in the future. So, and this is, like, kind of a crucial thing, how I try to explain why it's important. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. But eventually, maybe JGDP will replace that.
0: <laughs> it's one of the conversations a lot of people I've been having recently... And is it going to replace us? Will it replace coders? And the people that I've been speaking to, regardless, uh, mainly iOS developers, actually, they've said that more likely not the moment in time. It's still at least 10, 15 years off from producing great code. It's a it's very junior-based code that it's creating, and it half doesn't make sense, but it's a great baseline to go off, but you would never actually use it in in in, in the field, so to speak. So that's what developers are using. It is a great tool to have because it can give you a platform or a baseline, but it's something you'd never actually take on board and use directly. And I think it goes the same for like messages and emails and stuff like that. It' great. It's great to create templates and stuff. Hopefully it stays that way because <laughs> I think everyone wants to still be in the job in 10, 15 years' time, but I,
2: I can't personally see it taking over in the next 15, 20 years. Until I think, many I think in the future... I think a huge percentage of uh, the time that's spent by by an engineer is is trying to uh, make the other person understand what it is that they want um, because they think they know what they want. This can happen with designers, with PMs, <laughs> um, and also explaining what what is possible, right? Um, so I I think that's where we have an edge. Mm-hmm. But you never know what could happen. Who knows?
0: <laughs> so, Alex, is this sort of answer your question? Obviously, you're looking at the modern times, same like the tracks that like be go down, Is that sort of answered your question overall?
3: Yeah, like I got kind of impression overall uh, in the industry from the guys. And uh, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay, well, chaps, what we'll do, we'll leave it there. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, Robert, Oleg, Petro. Thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. It is a great pleasure to have you on and share your insights, especially that track from developer to manager. It's a crucial thing with a lot of people go through, and it would be a great um, thing to have. And I, I know a lot of my audience will listen to this and get a lot out of this. So I greatly appreciate it. If you're listening, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for joining.